Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the State of Ukraine, NATO experts train Ukrainian troops on key equipment and battlefield strategy. I'm Christine Arismith. NATO forces have been working with Ukrainian troops in Western Europe for months, teaching them how to use NATO military gear and to fight according to NATO tactics. It's meant better equipment for Ukrainian soldiers and faster repairs. NPR's Kyiv correspondent, Joanna Kakissis, and producer, Polina Litvinova, joined soldiers in the field to see what they have learned and how they are coping with the terrible toll of the ongoing war. So it's just rained and the camp is pretty muddy. We have to walk so we don't sink in it, kind of like quicksand. Whoa, we're walking now to one of the Bradley armored personnel carriers and Oleksandr's gonna show it to us. Oleksandr is a soldier and mechanic and he wouldn't give his full name for security reasons. He's 40 years old and used to be a driver before the war. He's good with cars. So when the U.S. promised the Bradleys to Ukraine, Oleksandr was sent to the Netherlands, where NATO experts taught him to repair them. Now he's stationed at a Bradley repair camp, not far from the front line. He says he repaired one in just two hours. Others take three days. Those he can't fix go to Poland. Bradleys are often mistaken for tanks, but they have less weaponry. They hold a three-person crew and six soldiers. The Bradley Oleksandr is working on has visible dents. He's fixing the fueling system. Each Bradley, after repair, has a final test. We never give it back before testing. The most important thing, he says, is that if the Bradley's crew drives over a mine, it's okay. They survive. Ukraine's 47th Separate Mechanized Brigade is the only one using Bradley's. A commander in one of the brigade's companies, he gives his call sign as Hans, contrasts the Bradleys with the Soviet-era vehicles the Ukrainians usually use. In Soviet vehicles, there would 100% be much greater losses. Hans has just come in from the front line. We meet him at a camp where other soldiers are staying. He's 25 with freckles and a beard, and he speaks carefully. Before the war, he was a lawyer. He learned about Bradley's and NATO battlefield strategy earlier this year in Grafenvor, a U.S. training base in Germany. I can give you an example. When we were training, we were shown various ways of evacuating wounded comrades. And it helps during shelling because we already know what to do next. But he admits that not everything has worked. The training did not consider how many mines the Russians would plant on the southern front. And, he says, Russian troops are very determined to destroy Western vehicles like the Bradleys with direct missile hits. The Ukrainians lost some Bradleys in the beginning of the counteroffensive. The enemy, when they see through drones or reconnaissance that a vehicle is damaged or knocked down, they concentrate all their forces on finishing it off. 
and they make it as difficult as possible for us to evacuate. When the counteroffensive started, he said he put pressure on himself to move quickly. Now he has other priorities. We understand that lives are the most important to save, because you won't get very far in battle without enough people. At the same location near an overgrown garden, we meet Oleksiy Reva. He's a famous comedian in Ukraine. Before the war, Reva and his identical twin brother hosted a popular comedy sketch show called Mama is Laughing. Now the twins are in the 47th Brigade together, working in the personnel department. They studied personnel management at the U.S. training base in Germany. Many people, even within the armed forces, do not understand how important high-quality and accurate personnel accounting is. Who is wounded? Who is motivated? The tasks we perform depend on having a precise accounting of that. Reva says there are more than 5,000 people in the brigade, with 30 in the personnel department. He says everyone counts the months separated from their families. His wife and eight-year-old son are in Poland. How long has it been since you've seen your family? It's been seven months. We saw each other for four days. I even have a video. I'll show you. He added music to the video, which shows his son touching Reva's face and saying, Is it really you? Reva holds back tears and puts his phone away. He changes the subject. He says he and his brother sometimes do stand-up comedy for the troops. You have to find some way to pull yourself out of this emotional abyss. There's lots of dark humor. But we have a rule. We never joke about losses. At a busy park in the city of Zaporizhia, we meet one of the brigade's medics, who is 29 and goes by the call sign Harvest. I've seen so many shrapnel wounds, lots of ruptured eardrums, severed limbs. Harvest was an emergency room doctor before the war and trained with NATO medics in Germany. He learned how to use new bandages and tourniquets. They also taught us to use anything we had in front of us, like a rag, a branch, anything. He says he often treats injuries caused by shrapnel and landmines stacked on top of each other. We call them sandwiches. A medic who was with me in Germany was blown up by mines while trying to help evacuate his comrades. One leg was barely saved, the other had to be amputated. Harvest also saw what happened when a Russian anti-tank missile hit a Bradley commanded by a close friend, Moto. His entire crew were like supermen. They destroyed tanks, they destroyed enemy infantry. But several anti-tank missiles hit the Bradley and it caught fire. When Moto was pulled out of the Bradley, Harvest saw right away that he was dying. He was always cheerful, never depressed, even living out here in the woods. He could get himself out of any situation. But when I saw him... The 
I knew that was it. I still remember the warmth of his blood and that his eyes were just staring straight ahead. Those eyes, well, they just... The doctor turns away to wipe his eyes and pull himself together. The NATO trainees are headed back to the front line. Joanna Kakissis, NPR News, in the Zaporizhia region of Ukraine. Our podcast is produced by Greg Dixon and edited by Mark Katkoff. I'm Christine Arismeth. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. NPR.